right. Good morning. My name is Duncan Harris. I'm the owner of Insurance Savings Group and the president of Bakersfield Business Partners. Welcome back to our weekly podcast. And uh, Bakersfield Business Partners is a local networking group here in Bakersfield, California. And we're a group of professionals and business owners. We meet once a week. And we're trying to grow our businesses through um, referrals, um, but also through education and through relationship. And so we started a podcast. We want to highlight our outstanding members. We're a group of about 25 people. So today we've got uh, Jeff Haynes with us. Jeff, introduce yourself really quick. Good morning. My name is Jeff Haynes. I'm a chiropractor here in Bakersfield, uh, born and raised in Bakersfield. Awesome. Love it. Well, thanks for being here and we appreciate this. This is kind of a friendly interview to get to know Jeff. He's going to share with us uh, maybe just some tips and pointers about chiropractic. He's going to tell us a little bit about his story and and how he got started. So why don't you elaborate a little bit? You uh, you said you're born and raised in Bakersfield, and I assume you've been a chiropractor for a long time, but tell me how you got started in the business. And Okay, so um, playing sports when I was younger, I had uh, injuries to my knees, had surgery on them th- um, from football. And, that, and going through the rehab from that, they actually started driving me towards wanting to be a physical therapist. Mm. And that was kind of my my focus or as I wanted to kind of move that direction, you know, as I was going through school, uh, when I got down to Cal state Northridge, I met a, a kid in school and they needed somebody, uh, to help them with, uh, with at a chiropractic practice. So at that practice, uh, started working there and actually kind of saw the inner workings of, of a chiropractic office and what chiropractic actually does. And, that kind of shifted me that direction and you know i went to chiropractic school through there and then eventually moved back to bakersfield and and started my own practice and the rest was history pretty much so you've been working in chiropractic for a pretty long time so what uh you know when did you first get started what year was that do you remember yeah so i actually i graduated in august of 91 okay and uh by the time I finished up boards and everything, got licensed, it was about a year later. So, um, June of 92, got licensed and, uh, started working up in Bakersfield. Uh, my, my wife and us were living down South. We have two kids and I, I commuted for about eight months back and forth from Valencia to here. Oh, wow. And then eventually we bought a house and, and, and moved back up to Bakersfield. So it was, uh. That commute was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Now tough. you were uh, you were married and had two kids at the time. Is that right? Correct. Or a couple kids? Or yeah, by when I graduated, actually, I had not. I had uh, by the time I moved up to Bakersfield and started working up here, um, we were we just had our second little girl. You know, our yeah. Actually, my oldest is a boy, and our second was a little girl, but. Um, yeah, so when we were when I was commuting up here, I mean, we had a we had a one and a half year old and a newborn. So I mean, it was it was tough. My wife, <laughs> I'm sure, your would, wife was really happy with you, and she was working too. I mean, you know, oh and that's a, that's a tough thing about um, you know the cost of living and being in L.A. You know, it's a it's definitely a two income place. So that was one of the yeah. driving forces to bring us back to Bakersfield, to where we could come back up here, have affordable housing, and and she could stay home with the kids. So that was what ninety two. So we're we're talking about thirty years. This was yep, yep. thirty years ago. Exactly. So you've got a little bit of experience under your belt. Yeah, just a little bit. That's pretty good. So um, look, tell me about your business. I mean, maybe like from an outsider or someone who doesn't know 
I mean, maybe they think all you do is just uh, like pop people's backs, you know, to put it crudely. But there's there's obviously more to that than what you're doing. So can you kind of elaborate on everything that you're doing, everything that goes into, you know, your business? Yeah, so I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's just we don't just treat back injuries. You know, we treat uh, extremity injuries, shoulders, elbows, wrists, hips, knees, ankles. I mean, we pretty much treat the whole body. Uh, when we try to do it in a holistic way without drugs, um, you know, somebody has an issue far as, you know, whether it's their neck, back, extremity, whatever, and they injure it and they have pain, the normal protocol for that in the medical world is you see your doctor, they evaluate it, they give you an anti-inflammatory, you know, they give you some medication to help reduce the symptoms, hoping that it goes away. If it goes away, then you're healed, you know, based on that, <laughs> based on that concept. Obviously, if it doesn't get better, then they take it a step further and want to do some type of therapy, which would be physical therapy on the medical side. And then if that doesn't get any better, they're going to move to diagnostic testing and orthopedic surgery, things like that. Ultimately surgery, it seems like, yeah. Whereas we, we want to try... I, I get the sense that you kind of are resentful of that no, approach. No, not at all. I mean, that's just that's just a, the world that we're in. Um, in the way we will address that, we do the examination, we take x-rays. Um, when it, in As far as like the neck or back, if there are areas of the spine that get fixated or get locked up that are pinching the nerve creating issues you can take a drug and mask it or what we're going to do is we're going to try to find that issue and try to manipulate that area restore the mobility back in there get the pressure off that nerve and let the body return back to a, a normal homeostasis and heal itself and and you're feeling better you're, you're moving on you know versus just um taking that medication because the problem is is if you take the medication and you finally get to the point where your body mass so you know forgets that pain it really hasn't resolved the issue it hasn't fixed the core issue, and it can right. come back again so but look let's let's talk about this because you you and i have had this conversation before i think we're both kind of passionate about it i mean i i do health insurance so i see people's i hear about their back problems their pains their surgeries that they're going through so let's be honest. Some people need back surgery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But a lot of people don't need back surgery, and they end up getting it for one reason or another. And then we, you and I, see uh, the bad outcomes of that. Right. Right? And yeah. so I think maybe that's why you, I could just sense, like, some emotion behind your response. I mean, well, and, and if you think about it, too, you look at when people have pain and they're given a medication, they're looking for that quick fix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the same thing when they have back pain, like it's, yeah, like you said, chiropractic is not going to fix everything. But, you know, you always want to try those lower levels of uh, treatments, you know, before you push yourself to that point to where you think surgery. Surgery should not be an option. It should be a last resort. Obviously, if you have neurological conditions, you know, that warrant more emergent type situations of surgery yeah you have to address that i mean sure. you know if you're if you got loss of of reflexes or you know complete numbness i mean you know uh muscle strength you know those are things that need to be addressed but um for the most part 
there's a lot of things that can be treated, you know, before that point too. Sure. With less invasive <laughs> treatment, right? Exactly. So tell me, I mean, uh, you know, you said you treat extremities, like how would you treat a wrist injury, right? Help me understand like how someone could go to the chiropractor if their shoulder hurts or if their wrist is, you know, injured in some way, like kind of tell me, explain that to me, Edu educate me on that. Okay. So, I mean, obviously we're going to do an examination up front. We're going to do x-rays mm -hmm. so we can see, make sure there's nothing, nothing underlying that we're missing. Yeah. Um, you have an x-ray machine in your office, And we right? do. We yeah. do that on, on site. Um, if we do find something as far as a fracture or something like that, then we have, you know, we try to get them situated with a, with an ortho that same day and, yeah. and uh, you know, get that address. But, you know, most of the time there's not. So after we do our examination, we do therapies in office too. So we do electrical muscle stem hot packs, uh, low level laser ultrasound. We have a wide variety of, of modalities that we can use to help the healing process along with, um, the chiropractic treatment as well. Wow. Very cool. <coughs> so, um, tell me, you know, what's, what's an ideal customer for you, right? Like who, who's kind of the perfect candidate to come to your office? You know, we, we see a wide variety of, of patients. Um, I see auto accidents. Um, I just, I do work injuries. Um, mm -hmm. Just I do a lot of sports injuries. Mm -hmm. um, it's just well. It's just you know, kids, elderly. So I mean, you know, I see pretty much the whole gamut. Just regular people. Regular people. You know, just trying to get you know, and whether it's you know neck, back. I mean, you know, and and that's another thing too. Some people are like, oh, well, I had surgery. I, I can't see a chiropractor. Absolutely, you can see a chiropractor. There's a lot of things we can do, even with people that have had prior neck or back surgeries. So, obviously, we need to, you know, know what's been done, and, and we work around those those issues. But I sure. mean, definitely, we can we can still have some good positive outcome from treating some of those areas that, that have had previous surgery as well. Um, you know, so you're seeing all these people, and I mean, I guess you know, you're not the only chiropractor in town, like, you know. Tell me, like, what do you think kind of sets you apart or makes you different from other chiropractors? Um, you know, I always used to be the new kid on the block, but obviously I'm, I'm not that, <laughs> that new kid anymore. But I think, you know, time and experience, I've, you know, I've been involved in a lot of uh, high school sports, mm -hmm. um, work with BC in the past, uh, Cal State, you know, seeing some of their athletes. You work with some of the other sports teams here too, right? Yeah, I'm the, and then I'm also the team chiropractor for the Bakersfield Condors. I've been with them for over 20 years. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so um, it's good to be, you know, part of a team and you know, trying to give them all those avenues of, of treatment that they need to, to keep them performing at the at their peak. So and I think that's important. Yeah. Same thing, I think with you know, uh, like I said, we do auto accidents and work comp. I, I try to, you know, I I try to help everybody across the board and uh and i think taking a, a good approach um i'm not a pushy person um you know some people you know kind of worry about oh once you see a chiropractor you know that means you have to go see him for the rest of your life but right they're gonna get suckered into some deal they're not comfortable with right right that's what they're always feeling but um i think the biggest thing with with chiropractic is if you can come in you can get periodic treatment 
and it's keeping you feeling good, keeping you moving well, keeping you working, keeping your lifestyle where it wants to be and not having to take medication, then I think that's, that's worthwhile. I mean, would you sure. want to have to take medication on a daily basis for pain or come and see a chiropractor one to four times a, a month? I mean, depending on, you know, where, where their level of, of need is, but I mean, it's, Obviously, when somebody first comes in, the intensity of treatment is going to be a little bit higher mm -hmm. because we're trying to get them to a stationary position um, to where their their pain's not going to come back. I had a lady I was talking to yesterday, and her monthly prescription bill was $160. And a lot of that was for pain meds, you know. Oh. And I think – and I, I work with seniors in Medicare and stuff, and – uh I see that a lot. The prescription list is 10 prescriptions they take. It's like it would be cheaper to go to a chiropractor, you know, once a month or twice a month. Well, exactly. And then they wouldn't have all the, uh, because the real downside is once you start taking a drug, there's like side effects to it, you right. know, and then it, it changes your body and it, it starts giving you other issues. Well, if you see a lot of the commercials, you're seeing a drug coming out to help with the side effects of a drug that you're currently uh -huh. taking. So, uh -huh. you know, you keep adding another drug because of a drug because of a drug. So, And I work in, I also do a little life insurance, and I recently learned, like, that the issue these underwriters have is, um, is the long-term drug usage. It's not that they have this condition. It's that they've been taking the drug for so long, and that when you take a drug for that long, it actually starts to do bad things right. to your body, right? It's not the condition that caused you to take the drug it's the drug itself and that was something i i had wrong in my head anyhow i i am uh, i'm with you i'm i'm not a huge drug advocate well know. and i mean and if if you need the medication you need the medication i mean obviously you know and the, but the thing about it is is and we've talked about this too um is trying to be up front you know, trying to eat healthy, trying to yep. move and exercise yep i mean all those things are important in 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 a productive lifestyle. I mean, if you want to keep moving, I mean, you can't be a couch potato and right and eat terrible and and not think that you're not going to have high blood pressure. You know, if you're eating a lot of sugary foods, you know, that's definitely going to lead you towards diabetes. So I mean, there's 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 healthy ways to try to change how we do things, but people have to make that change. Yep. Yep. So you've touched on a few things that I want to dive into. You said you do like uh, work comp accidents, um, auto accidents. So talk, like maybe give me or give someone who's listening um, some advice. Like let's say they've been in a work comp accident or they've been in an auto accident. Like what are some pitfalls you see those people falling into or some different pointers that you, you yeah. And I would up? say probably like with, with auto accidents, um, a lot of people are like, in denial, I think, you know, they have injuries and it's like, oh, let's just wait and see if this goes away. I'll be okay. And, mm -hmm. you know, they wait and they wait and it doesn't get better. Mm -hmm. um, if they don't really have good medical insurance, it's going to cover it. Technically, if the person, if they were hit by somebody, that other person is at fault there and they have to, you know, they're going to have to pay for medical bills, but insurance companies won't settle on all those past medical bills and everything until you know until everything is complete so for people to put money out of pocket to do things that sometimes it's kind of tough so they'll wait and by the time they get in to see somebody it's maybe a month later you know and then like oh they have all these things but then why is that a problem 
Well, because the insurance company looks at it as, well, why did you wait a month to go So they're, see they're suspicious of that. Yeah. They think if yes. you were in pain, you would have gone the second day, third yeah. day. Regardless of whether you have money or not, you know, to cover those things. Right. So, and that's kind of the, and then I think that's the tough thing right there. Um, a lot of people think once they start coming, oh, I'll just come a couple times and I'll be good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with those whiplash injuries, it's, those things can take up to, you know, four weeks to 16 weeks or more, just depending on you, the, you know, the, uh, the level of injury. Sure. I've had, I have had so many different patients where it's like, Oh, I'm good. I don't want to come back. And I'm like, no, just yeah. don't just stop because what will happen too is, is they say, Oh, I think I feel okay. And then they stop. And then two weeks later they come back like, Oh, I'm dying. So now that's yeah, worse. Right. So now you got gap in treatment and you know, all those things are just, one, it's not good for your healing, but two, it's from the standpoint of a auto accident case, it's it's not good too because those are things that all come back and kind of bite you in the butt as they try to put holes in your case because you're just you know you're trying to do the minimum and get through versus maybe just doing what you know see the treatment through and get healed completely before sure you know being released well because it's just like you touched alluded to the the other side of this is that the insurance company is trying to pay out as little as possible right they're trying to punch holes in your case that you're actually injured and so it is it's critically important that people at least get evaluated and 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 i'll see that too you know um when people are First come in, the oh the gesture was so nice. They're really trying to help, and, right? And as the kind they of they were trying to smooth the, things yeah, over. Yeah. It's kind of you know Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I always suggest, you know, with people, and it's not from a litigious, you know, side, but sometimes it's easier just getting an attorney to help you along with the process. I mean, um, th- what happens if you get an attorney? Um, they're going to kind of take your case over. They're going to deal with the attorneys. Uh, we as doctors um, cannot, I mean, if we see patients, we don't usually do it on a lean basis because the insurance company won't pay us directly. So if you get an attorney involved, it kind of helps the helps us as far as treatment because then we have other physicians in our network that we can work with that will work on a lean basis once the attorney is in place. Uh, a lean basis? Yeah. So basically what happens is we will, when an attorney gets on board, he we sign a lien with the patient and with the attorney stating that when the case settles that our bill will be paid. So, oh. so it's just oh, a way. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's a way of, of the person getting treatment without any out-of-pocket expense up front. Oh, they'll okay. be taken well, care of when the case settles. So they get the treatment they need. If if they're not improving, we can refer out for MRIs. We can refer out for specialty doctors. You know, get that get that addressed, and then the attorney settles at it at the end of the case. I mean, that it seems like that would, might be risky for you, right? If you're doing all this treatment and then maybe the case doesn't get settled or they don't get what they think they're going to get. I mean, maybe that doesn't happen very often. I don't know, but. No, it doesn't. I mean, you know, and that's why you, you're working with a, a an attorney. You work with a reputable attorney too, because there's a lot of them out there. I mean, there's a lot of ambulance chasers. So, mm. you know, and um, you just need to make sure you're, you you have a good reputable attorney that's 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 going to you know take care of you and take care of the case. Well, that's good advice. I mean, I had no idea. I hope I ne- I'm never in a car accident, but right. <laughs> I would. I would literally would probably do exactly what. Uh, 
the typical person does. Oh, I'm fine. I don't need an attorney. Right. But, yep. um, all these things you just described, it's like, no, I should get evaluated right away. And then having an attorney and getting treatment on a lean basis would allow me to take care of these things without any out-of-pocket expense. Right. right and, and exactly. Maybe the financial stress of it is not there, which, which ultimately would allow me to get treated and, and get healthy. No, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's cool. That's really good advice. So, um, you've been a chiropractor for 30 years. My next question usually has something to do with like innovation. Like, is there anything new going on? Like in the chiropractic field, or is there any maybe technologies or new developments in like the techniques you use anything new or is it it's kind of tried and true? No, I think, you know, there's, uh, things come out far as you know, with there, as far as therapies that we do, um, you know, lasers, uh, is a new thing that's kind of come out, um, there is, uh, we do, uh, it's called spinal decompression therapy, which is just a, a intermittent traction that we use that help with patients with, uh, with, uh, disc herniations. And we've had good success with treating that and having, you know, and getting them stationary and getting them out of pain. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that we can do, um, just to help improve that process of getting them well. Got it. So... Tell me, um, what's the best part about your job? What's the best part about being a chiropractor? I think just the people that I, that I meet, you know, and uh, it's kind of interesting. I think some of the, my best patients have been the biggest skeptics, you know, before they came in. <laughs> right. You know, because everybody, I mean, that's what's kind of tough about chiropractic. And I tell people this, I said, you know, if you go to, you know, and I've had people, well, I went to this chiropractor and he was terrible. I'm, I'm never going to go back. And I'm like, right. well, if you went to a bad medical doctor or, you know, if you went to a bad insurance agent, are you just going to stop and not do things? I mean, right. never get insurance again, <clears throat> never see another doctor. Ever right. Again. You know, so, I mean, you find somebody that's, that's, that works for you and that, and that gives you what you need. And I think chiropractic is the same way. I mean, we have the ability to, you know, to to help you, but, um, one bad experience may stop that from, from moving forward. Why is that? Do you think with, why, why are people so, why is it so easy for them to become skeptical of chiropractors? What, what do you think that is? Well, any I think, idea? well, I think chiropractic's always kind of been, uh, the black sheep of the whole medical community. The, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so I think that's, I think that's part of it too. I mean, but you know, we but you, all have, you guys went to medical school, right? I mean, you have a yeah. I mean, you look at the the amount of hours that we put in as a chiropractor versus, say, a medical student. It's it's. I mean, I think upfront hours we probably have a little bit more. Where it really kind of changes as as a MD finishes up his his school hours, they start working in the hospital, working on you know their rounds far as the different avenues of, of medicine. Right. Where in, in pharmacology, where chiropractors, we go into learning more physiotherapy and chiropractic adjustments, you know, to, in, in far as what we do to, to help our, our patients. So that's where it kind of changes a little bit, but I mean, book work, we're, we're, you know, we're ahead of most medical doctors, um, you know, in that, on those initial phases of, of schooling. 
But I mean, it just it just changed. Like we go into more adjustive technique where MDs will go that other way. Same thing with like physical therapy. They they're they're gonna go directed towards more muscle rehab and that type of thing versus where we're doing more manipulative treatment for the for the spine and extremities. So, um, you know, last kind of the last question I want to I want to tie it back to our group, back to Big, Bakersfield Business Partners. Um, you've been a member of the group for how long? Do you remember? I came in probably <laughs> about the next year after they. Pro- we we don't know each week. What? We don't we don't know how long the group's been open, but it's 2010, 2008, 2009. Yeah, so right about there. I know I was I was they had their first membership drive, and I was in you were first, in that, and I was in that that first group. Uh, just tell me a little bit about you know what Bakersfield Business Partners uh, means to you, how it's helped your business and helped you grow. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is in any business is it's the people that you touch. You know, it's meeting people, um, and you know, and even when you treat people, you getting you know having people have confidence in you that you do what you say and you say what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think with Bakersfield Business Partners, it's nice because we have a core group of people that if we need somebody in a specific industry, we know somebody in the group that we can trust that's going to take care of that, that patient or that person. And I think that's what BNI has been good. I mean, uh, you know, we get in there every week, we tell our story, you know, and that's, and, and the things that we do. And the more that each of us know each other more on a personal basis, more so than just a business basis. Yeah. I think that definitely makes a, a difference on trying to sell yourself or sell other people in the group, you know, when people need services. Has, um, has the group helped you grow? Has it helped, uh, helped you get new clients, new business? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously with what I do, it's, I mean, there's some, there's some professions in the group that probably excel far as referrals may, you know, a lot more than what I do, but I mean, it's just it's just that constant weekly going in there telling our story and uh yeah you know we we pick up patients slowly but um it's a very inexpensive way of trying to market yourself and and get your brand out there well and yeah obviously it's worked or done something right you've been a member of the group for 12 years so awesome look we're we're glad to have you um uh, thanks again for joining us. I can tell you yeah, got a little bit you. of a dry throat today yep. and you kind of struggled a little bit, but um, we appreciate it, man. And I, I think for, for those listening, our group really uh, is, you know, it's 25 business owners and professionals, people like Jeff, who, when you ask them, what's the best part about, about their job, they're going to say it's helping others. It's helping people. That's ultimately, I think what makes our group so exceptional is really, we're all kind of have the same motivation We're we're trying to serve others. And, um, anyhow, I, I love that about our group. We meet weekly, uh, Tuesday morning at seven 30, uh, we have breakfast and then we give a 60 second commercial on, on our business, on us. And people get to know us. They get to know, you know, what makes Jeff different, what makes him unique, who's a good client for him. 
And so if you're listening, come join us. But uh, Jeff, appreciate having you here. Yeah, thank you. And uh, it's Friday, so have a good weekend. And until next time, this is Duncan, and um, we'll see you guys next week.